Hello, and welcome back to the Palette Plug Podcast with your hosts, Kyle and Corey. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's like, Corey, that's your introduction. Yeah. Today is all good. All right. Today we have Mike Hungerland, uh, owner of the Palette Pro down in Florida. Uh, he's also got his own YouTube channel as well, where he's looking to provide information, help people out uh, in the palette industry. So we wanted to have him on today, kind of chat about social media, the use of that within your business, how you got started as well, Mike. And yeah, would you mind just giving us a, a brief introduction? Yeah, of course. Th- guys, thanks for having me on. Um, so I came from the weirdest of places. I, I was, for about 20 years, I was a security professional. I, I ran a corporate security program. I I, I worked for the Department of Defense um, as a contractor, running security programs, completely different, you know, totally other world. And it was great while I was when I was younger, and but there was a lot of pressure. Um, and as time went on, and as I, the more I succeeded, I just it became to a point where it just became untenable. Um, I wanted to change. Um, we we had kids. We you know I wanted to spend time at home, and it seemed like the job that I had was pretty much nope. Mission first. You've got to be in there, and, and I can appreciate that. But it wasn't fitting with what I wanted to do and how I wanted to live my life. And so I started looking for changes, and then. About three, three and a half years ago, I kind of I stumbled across pallets, and it was a complete 180 from what I was used to doing. And I started researching it a little bit more, watching videos. I, I actually went out um, and went around the state of Florida and met with about 15 local pallet providers. I pretty much oh. drove two, three hours out and stopped at their places and just introduced myself and said, hey, I'm looking to learn. I, I'm, I'm just trying to meet folks. And I kind of figured, you know, let's talk to the guys who are actually doing it. Yeah. Um, found some Facebook groups as well, and uh, just started kind of putting the pieces together as I was doing it. And at the same time, just, you know, as I got more and more comfortable putting ideas together for what, how I wanted to run my own business. And so started experimenting, started doing it part-time. And then I finally, after about eight months of doing it part-time, I kind of realized, you know what, let's, let's give this a shot. I was kind of at a breaking point. And so I, I pretty much cut ties. I took a, a leave of absence for my job, which is basically code for, yeah, just kind of keep me in the system, but you know, <laughs> next thing you need to come back. But, you know, and within my first year, I, I don't know how it happened, but I managed to replace my income, you know, um, you know, build an actual, an actual business that was actually, there was, I was able to start paying myself and do things. And I said, well, yeah, all right, there's something to this. It's not, it's not a cakewalk, but it's, it's, it's viable. I kind of looked at my wife. And I said, well, we're paying the bills, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I haven't looked back since. Wow. So you came from, from security and like, did you have a truck already? Did you have the tools already? Or was it something that you kind of had to go out and purchase a truck, purchase a trailer? Like how did, how did you kind of go about getting into the, getting so, started? I am. I mean, bare bones, I am the least handy person known to man. Um, I, something simple as trying to replace a drain in my sink, I, it takes me 25 minutes watching a YouTube video, no matter how many times I do it. So going from a, you know, a, a white collar environment, for lack of a better term, you know, polos, khakis, everybody's, you know, whatever, to just something completely different where, you know, you're out there, you're sweating, you're on a truck, you're learning how these traps, I had to learn it all. Um, and so I, every little... Every little step was was completely new for me. So I I didn't know anything. I ended up borrowing a friend's truck for a while. I ended up um, uh, a business partner that I ended up coming. He runs his own business, but he and I basically call each other partners because we work together. He had a truck first. So nice. when I had orders, I would I would borrow his truck and go make deliveries. Um, he would have and he would you know he would have more pallets available. He you know found some storage that he was doing stuff. So then. I would, I would buy pallets from him wholesale and sell them to my clients. Um, it was kind of like training wheels for me um, while I started doing everything. He taught me how to, to drive, the, drive the flatbed truck, try, how to put the straps on, how to do all of this stuff. So it was all new. It was all 100% new. That's pretty awesome that he was willing to, to help you out, though. Was he, has he been doing this for years and is like well-established, or is he kind of starting out around the same time as you? Believe it or not, he started around the same time, maybe six months before me. He wow. just, he was, um, it was during COVID, he had basically, he, he had an event business. Uh, he still does actually, but he basically, he didn't have, um, I mean, everything dried up completely. 
So he had all this time to devote to learning stuff, and he was very gracious with his time. And as he, as he learned stuff, he'd say, okay, you try this. You give this a shot. And so the more I got confident, and then I get to a point where, okay, I can do this. And then I started going, well, let me look for a truck. I just, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to have a little something nearby. And then everything, everything I thought I would never do, I've ended up doing so far. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how everything evolves while you're doing this business. Could you give us some examples of the things that you never thought you'd be doing? <laughs> Honestly, I, number one, I thought I'd never own a truck. I never, you know, to do all this stuff. Um, okay. I, I thought I would just, you know, do things here and there. And I, I basically, I, I thought I'd get into this and I'd be, you know, because all the pallet yards I'd met, they're like, hey, if you happen to find something, you could go ahead and, you know, put a little something in, you know, basically you call it appropriate, right? So mm -hmm. um, I thought, oh, I could do this. And I had a couple of quick wins on that. And I'm like, oh, that's not bad. But then I started getting more involved and realizing that, you know, as things are, as we all see the pallet market going up and down and all over the place, you want to diversify and have as many streams of income as humanly possible to cover yourself, whether it's you're doing haul offs, whether you have your own supply of 4840s or any other pallets, whether you're doing custom bills or having someone you know, help you with that. Um, so then I started looking at it and then realizing it could be profitable for a small guy who's not doing much. It could be profitable. Um, but it was also another stream that I could do. It's just, um, so I got a truck and I started doing stuff. And then we looked and we realized, well, we need a little bit of more storage because then we don't have to worry. You know, we can always just have pallets on hand for our clients. And mm -hmm. we started to go, you know, started our, our first of our first location. We moved about three times now. Um, oh, wow. Our first storage space. And then he ended up, he was, we were doing stuff by hand for a while. And then he's like, well, let's, let's, let's go get a forklift. And now we have two forklifts. And nice. it's just, Things that you, I just, I never saw doing any of this stuff, but um, it's been awesome. I got to tell you, it's definitely yeah. awesome and, and a, a really big learning experience. It sounds like it, and it sounds super rewarding, and like you've also had to kind of adapt and learn a lot along the way. Um, yeah. I mean, so are you still currently working with him, or would you say that you're you're kind of like gone to the point now where you're you're more independent and like? You, no, actually, we. We we support each other. Um, cool. Well, let's put it this way. Yeah, we work. We still work together. He's got a business entity. I have my own business entity. We uh, earlier this year we moved into our first. Uh, we, we rented warehouse space. Um, so we've got a five thousand square foot warehouse that I mean, not nice. huge by any standards, and it's probably more expensive than what we would want to do if we uh, we actually you know leased a place. Mm -hmm. we, we were trying it. We were in open lots before, and in Florida, it's just hot as. You know, not as everyday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of palace and do stuff out there at a ninety degree heat by ten o'clock. You're just done, and I'm pushing fifty. So I, you know, I just, I, you know, I'm definitely not my my twenty three year old self. And so, <laughs> right. um, so we ended up getting the warehouse that we we share in rent. I mean, we but the benefit of that, even though we're paying more, is that it's it's a month to month kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it actually came from one of our clients that oh. they just they're a last mile a last mile um delivery company. And they had a huge warehouse and he was picking up pallets from them. And um, he mentioned them. They were looking for space. We were looking for space. And they said, well, how about this over here? And they pointed and we're like, oh, OK. Um, <laughs> so it's it, the way it all fell out. Yes, we could optimize things a bit, um, but we kind of like the idea. This was an experiment to see how, how things would work. And if we need to cut cut loose and downsize or anything, if something goes wrong, we, we have that. I don't know if it's a luxury because I don't think I ever want to do it, but we could be out <laughs> to the 30 days if we had to. Um, wow. You know, of course we have all the equipment and everything else like that, but we're not, I mean, we're just, we, we've gotten to that point now where we have um, a good, a good sorting operation here in Orlando. Um, we've got a great relationship. We work with a couple of different yards, but um, a great relationship with the yard that was smaller when we met them and we've been working with them and, and these, these guys are our go-tos. So any kind of clients need to custom size, they, they handle it for us. Um, and it, it worked out really beneficially because they basically, they weren't strong on the sales component. Um, and they looked to us for help for that. So we're kind of acting like, you know, for all of his purposes, we will sell their pallets. Um, wow. and, but yeah, our guys here in Orlando, we have a crew of five guys who are part-time. We basically just sort it. And we keep it very simple. Um, nice. No heavy equipment, no anything like that. We'll we'll get 4840s in. We have them delivered. We sort through them. If it's a quick repair, we can do it. We'll do it. 
if it doesn't, you know, and, and we'll keep them. If not, we've got a drop trailer outside from one of our larger partners goes in the drop trailer and, uh, you know, we'll get reimbursed for that later. Wow. Wow. You guys built a, a system, it sounds like. And and how long has this been again? Um, really getting all, you know, taking the wheel, the training wheels off and going pretty hard. Um, February. Uh, wow. This year? February this year is when we got in the warehouse, and that's when we really started oh, wow. um, you know, getting the crew, getting them, getting some folks to work with us, um, getting the drop trailer, because we couldn't accommodate that that before. Mm-hmm. In our previous position, it was outside in a, in a, some parking space that um, one of his previous uh, contacts had that they were, they were letting us rent. Um, and we were doing a truckload quantities out of there, but it was just, it was very restrictive. It was kind of palace in, palace out as fast as we can. Uh, just now we have a little bit more storage. Um, you know, we can take on more pals, we can move things through, and it allows us other options. We have that option now, that luxury of a drop trailer outside, so we can throw stuff in there, and those guys will come get it in two days and... You know, which is also a big thing because you know, lately a lot of the national guys they can't pick up their pallets because they have nowhere to put them. Mm, yeah, yeah, we're dealing with that. So, <laughs> you know, it's so it's been helpful for you guys to it to has. be able to. It's, it's given us a lot of opportunity. We've had a lot of opportunity to talk to people, and he also help some of the guys that we work with. Like I've, I've, you know, some of the guys who are bringing us pallets, they've actually, you know. They actually want to stick around and and learn a little bit. Not you know not we are certainly not the end all be all. It's it's more of the you know we've been around a little bit and these guys are starting where we were years ago, and so they want to learn and they want to help. And some of them just want to drop it off and move on. But some of them do want to stick around and learn and talk. And you know we help one um uh, he's he's actually helping one of one of the guys right now. There he's uh, getting upgraded to a larger trailer. So um, nice. They're working on it part, you know, partially. It's, you know, he's he's helping finance the deposit a little bit for them. Oh, okay. While you know they're paying him back in pallets. And okay. So because if he succeeds, we'll succeed. You know? Right. So right. Absolutely. Try to pay it forward if we can. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, I think it's awesome that like one, you're really, really trying to build out like a good network around you, and like you're taking advantage of the people who are larger than you, and not like in a bad way taking advantage, no, but no. like using them to your favor, you know, but also you're compensating them in some way, shape or form as well. Like you were saying that company that you're working with, like they weren't very sales savvy. I'm assuming like they didn't really use tech that much either or things like that. So it seems like, I mean, you're, you're good at the computer, you know, you, you edit your own videos and everything like that. So I'm assuming that that's it. You guys just kind of meshed and worked well together in regards to that. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's all win-win, right? I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, you got to help each other. And it, it's, you know, some people will really appreciate that. And that's, that's those are the people you want to keep around. Uh, right. But I mean, it's providing value. And that's a whole other mm-hmm. conversation. But it's providing value at work with the guys. And, you know, we benefit from what they're able to do. I mean, they they benefit from us. We're, all, we're a team. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're all, we're all going to win together. That's, you know, sounds a little hokey, but it's the truth. No, no. And no, I, I actually love the concept of, of networking and working together. And, and, you, and like you said, you know, you may have a customer that, you know, needs this specific product, but you have somebody that could do that specific product. So you use them and utilize that versus just, okay, well, we're going to try it and see where it goes, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And I mean, even before we had the resources, it was, you know, if so, I, I was, I firmly believe if someone would call me, um, if I didn't have an answer for them, I'd point them somewhere, even if there was no benefit to me. Um, and that's right. not to be selfless. It was more of, you know what, I'm going to help these people somewhere down the line. We might end up working together again. So I might as well just, if I knew something that I could get, why should I be sending you with the information? Why not just put it out there? If I know yeah. the local, local yard can build it and they can take care of it really quickly, go give them a call. You know, yeah. Be, it's, it's just it's just easy to help that way. Yeah, uh, I so think it's, there's no there's no surprises in this in terms of there's no you know keeping behind the bail stuff. The information right. is there. You might as well pay it forward and help. Yes, you're right, and I think it goes back to what you had previously said as well as like providing value. You know, like of course providing a quality palette is part of that main aspect of your business. But then past that, it's like how can you help other businesses and businesses who 
need something that you don't have necessarily. You know, if you still provide value to them, like you said, they'll remember that. And maybe down the line, they might become a customer of yours or maybe they, you know, I don't know. They speak so highly of you to the person that they ended up working with that like that person wants to continue working with you like that pallet company that they ended up buying the pallets from. So, I mean, I think that it, it pays to to be willing to just share and spread information and like help people out without the thought of getting something directly in return. Absolutely. And I mean, you guys have seen this before. See, it's, I got to throw the asterisks up there, right? So this is not the get rich quick. You're going to help somebody. Yeah. It's going to immediately come benefit you kind of thing. It's more of yeah. the, this is a long-term play. This is how you show up in your business. You know, mm-hmm. you may not see results from that. You may never see results from that, but you know what? I'd rather put good out in the world and, you know, if someone happens to, to think about it later and it's a year later, two later, two years later, or if, even if they don't, at least, you know, I honestly want to be able to end my day and know that I'm helping and I'm running my business that way. And that I, I, you can't lose when you're putting good out. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I agree. I, there was a, this quote that I always try and remind myself of, and it's like, don't, don't think about the money that you'll make, but focus more on the impact that you will make. Yep. You know, and I, and that's something that I just continue to try and repeat to myself because it's like it's very easy to get caught up in making money and wanting to make money and like everything that comes along with that. But if you focus more on actually just helping people and providing value and trying to make a positive impact that personally helps me go to sleep at night, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm curious, like. You, you use YouTube a lot, you know, or uh, like that's how we honestly kind of met along with Facebook, too. So I'm, I'm curious, like, how have you seen that? Has that played an impact and a role in your business? Yes, but not the way that I thought it would. So, OK. The whole YouTube thing and, you know, it, I'm still getting started. Um, mm-hmm. I, I everything I had, I, I've learned everything as I go. I did not come into this with any set of skills in terms of, you know, video editing, um, learning how to use YouTube, posting stuff up there. This whole thing, I had to watch a lot of other training videos and just figure things out and muck around on stuff. But when I started doing YouTube, I kind of got the idea and went, well, you know, no one's really putting out kind of content like that. And you, if you start looking at the social media marketing world, everybody talks about how video is, is a thing, right? And mm-hmm. you're able to do it. I was like, well, you know, let's give it a shot. I can at least put some stuff out there. And I started wanting to make stuff to attract clients. Um, but I learned very quickly that there's only so many videos that you can make about attracting <laughs> clients. Yeah. Not only that, but, you know, it's not, it's really, I, I haven't cracked the code yet. I have not figured out. I've tried to experiment with Facebook and Google AdWords and you name it, but I have not cracked the code in order to target the right clients who watch a video and go, I'm going to call that guy. I mean, you know, I'm, yes, I can optimize my Google business profile. Yes. I'm able to get myself found more easily. Yes. If people search, they'll find a video or two of me here or there in Orlando. Um, but it is not busted down the doors. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I get, again, it's a long play, right? Right. What it has been interesting is that I'm able to reference a lot of these videos when people contact me and Mm. provide information. And I think it's when I started doing this, I wanted to put my own stamp on it. And it was just, I figured, you know what? It's either going to work or it's not. And, and I noticed that a lot of pallet companies tend to be very traditional, tend to be very old school. You look at the video, you look at the websites and the websites are all, you know, we make the finest pallets from the finest wood. We've been in business <laughs> whatever years. And we'll, mm-hmm. I get it. We're selling what's basically a utilitarian product. It's a commodity for all intents and purposes to people. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I, the easiest way to stand out is just to to be me and to do what I'm going to do. So I tried to put some personality into things, put a face with a name instead of just it's it's a company that produces wood pallets or whatever it's going to be. So, you know, when people call me, you know, I'm going to take the time to talk. I'm going to take the time to, you know, if, if I'm if I'm not sure I could help them, you know, I'll refer them to a video or I'll refer them to a resource. If it's part of my bidding process, sometimes people will ask for a quote and I'll, I'll give them a quote and I'll say, Hey, I made this video about, you know, buy, you know, things to consider about buying custom pallets. So check this out as well. Even if you don't go with me, I want you to have this information. 
you know, hmm. I've, when I have folks who call and, you know, look to sell pallets or look to get rid of pallets, I've got videos on how to dispose of them here in town. So, um, that's allowed me some, some, um, efficiencies because I can kind of call them or even if I can't call them back right away, I can text or email them and go, Hey, you know, I'm a lot of folks right now are calling just to get rid of any pallets known to man. And, and we've actually put a pause on taking 48 by 40s as well, just because we have a lot and our current suppliers are ramping up. So, but it's very easy for me, instead of just ignoring them, I can respond to them and go, Hey, thanks. You know what? We've had the pause taking our, I have templates for everything. I'm, I'm obsessed with that. So, um, Hey, thanks for getting in touch. We put a pause on taking 48 40s. Um, you know, these are guys in town who might be buying right now or, Hey, I appreciate you calling it to, to get rid of, you're looking to get rid of some pallets. They're all odd sizes. You know, you know, I, I can't accept those here in Orlando, but here's a video I made about five ways to dispose of pallets here in Orlando, you know, check it out. Hopefully that'll be helpful. And it takes me two seconds to copy and paste that into it, into my texts or into an email and set it some, set it to somebody. And it's really been amazing the people who respond go back going, number one, hey, thanks for taking the time to get back with me. And number two, hey, thanks for the information. That's really, really helpful. Um, nice. And it just, that's where, to bring it around, that's where the videos have kind of come to right now. And then mm -hmm. as I've gotten more comfortable with the process, it's more of the, you know what, let me start using this as a networking tool and, and another way to help people where... You know, I, as I started to sit and look at things and go, all right, what am I going to do throughout my day? What, what kind of things am I picking up? That's kind of second nature to me at this point, but mm -hmm. it might be for someone newer getting into business or, hey, some weird thing I stumbled across that I've never seen before. So I'll make a video and I'll, sh I'll share it and I'll try to, yeah, I, I obsess about production value. So I'll try to edit it and, <laughs> you know, do stuff and I'm already tweaking about it. And it, it makes yeah. the video a little bit more enjoyable to watch for people, at least I think, but definitely, you know, I've only started doing that recently. And again, I, people, you know, sending me emails and comments and going, Hey, this has been really helpful. Thank you so much. I've had a couple of guys here in Orlando going, Hey, I found your videos. I can't believe you're here in Orlando. Can, can we talk about this? I'm trying to mm -hmm. learn. And so, I kind of like that. It's it's a good feeling to be able to put that out there. And it's fun for me to do them. It's just finding the time to actually do them. Um, yeah. I think it's a good networking tool as well um, to be able to, you know, people are putting a face with the name. They kind of feel that they know you maybe after a while. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm not a robot. I'm, I'm a guy running a business here, a small business <laughs> at that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kind of like what you guys are doing with the podcast as well. It's a great excuse just to talk to people and have yes. conversations. And that's something that, at least as far as I can tell, doesn't really happen a whole lot in this particular industry. So that's kind of how I felt. And it's like not in a, you know, negative way. I just felt like it's, it's one of those things where it's like we were talking about, like the more that you talk to people, the more that you network, the more opportunities that can show up and things that you can learn, ways that you can help people. And like that, that is the idea behind this, you know, is like there's businesses that people never heard of. There's perspectives like yours like what you just shared you know like how some businesses are back a couple of years you know maybe maybe 50 years that they're operating as and their website like you're saying it's it's about the quality of the product but there's no like personality behind it and like that's honestly the intention and i'm not trying to just like plug my business but like that's the intention behind the palette plug as well is to give representation to the actual owner and to like put put a face and a character and a story behind this business because like palette people have pretty cool backgrounds like what you just shared you know you came from security and then you decided to go into this i've talked to people where their mom started their business you know like she worked for a palette company and then she got fired or the palette company shut down actually and then she was like i know how to do it i'm gonna do it myself and now they have a huge facility that her son took over um I mean, it's it's just really interesting to hear these stories and how it's not one of those things that you that you do hear about very often. You know, it's it, there's not much information about like a pallet business and the story behind it. It's like you said, it's just a commodity. It's a piece of wood and nails. And they're like, well, if it serves its purpose, then that's all I really care about. But there's a lot more to it. And like there's a lot of people involved in it. So why not try and give them a platform and a place to talk and share? and be able to learn from one another too, you know, cause I hope that somebody will watch this and be able to take something away from what you're talking about and maybe consider starting a YouTube channel, you know, like, I, I don't know if you've seen, uh, like Durham pallets. Have you, have you checked them out at all? I started watching, um, you had the interview with them. was it last week? I think. 
uh it's like two weeks ago maybe yeah but jason i apologize i'm a little behind it's okay podcast so far Um, and usually i listen to it instead of watching well thank you yeah we appreciate that so any any feedback is greatly appreciated (laughs) yeah no it's it's been great stuff i really liked your haul out video as well um the the podcast episode that was that was really in depth Um, thank you and and it gave me some things to think about as well. And I'm, I'm kind of, it's, what we, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. What were you saying about Durham Palace? Uh, oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, they use YouTube, you know, like, and I mean, it's been a couple years since they've posted videos. Jason commented on that. But you can see, like, they, there's character in their videos, you know, like, they, they have funny editing and music to it. And sometimes it's just a video of a guy, like, repairing a palette. And sometimes it's a video of, um, they did an instructional one on, like, how to uh, check your forklift to make sure that it's like in operating condition. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. So hey, there's an idea for you. <laughs> you can make a, a video on, on forklifts and stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's just, it's interesting to like meet people who are doing different things, trying different things and seeing how it's, it's worked for them. So and really at, at its, at its core. And it, I think this is with any business, but I mean, I, I found it so true with, with the pallet business, it's all about relationships. It really comes down to the people you meet. One person can change the trajectory of your business. One, I mean, I as a, as part of that, I met the guys that we work with now for our custom pallets. Um, they were a smaller provider at the time for another yard owner that I met with um, when hmm. I did my initial tour, and I had kept up a relationship with the guy, just checking in with him. You know, every, when I get some orders, I would check with him every once in a while. And then after a certain period of time, this gentleman that I was, that I was keeping in touch with, he couldn't, um, he didn't have any any excess capacity. And he's like, "Look, you want to talk to these guys? They were doing some custom stuff for me. Um, they're looking for more stuff." And he made the introduction to me, um, hmm. all because of you know just keeping in touch. You know, I mean, any you never know, and it's just you might as well show up. You never know who's going to know more, who's going to know the right person, and it's just. You never know how you're able to help. And, but yeah. really, at the end of the day, meeting people will open doors, will create opportunities. And so, so many guys are so, and guys and gals are so scared to go out there and talk, whether it's walking into a client office to have a conversation, talking to a forklift guy, talking to uh, someone working in the supply chain. Have a conversation. There's nothing scary about asking questions. You know, it's, you know, there, we, we all have this ego that we don't want to look silly, but it's like, yeah maybe it's because i'm getting older at this point i'm gonna go hey i don't know much about this can you tell me this please you know but i have some great conversations by doing it so you don't have to know everything but go out there and talk and learn and meet people and it's it's just going to change it'll change your world it really will yeah you're absolutely right and like i think too i'm younger you know i'm only 27 and so for me it's like there is much to learn, you know, and that's why, like, it was great for us to have Rick on because he had so much history and knowledge to share. And in a way that it's like, it's not just about the selling of the palette. It's actually like the palette itself, the history of it, where it came from, why it was invented. Um, but yeah, to your point, like, I think it's important to humble yourself and like not have an ego and to think of it like there's, there's nothing wrong with asking a question, you know, like, I think that a lot of times you'll learn that people enjoy sharing knowledge as long as it's not something like super specific um, that could, you know, possibly hinder their business. But mm-hmm. people are, are willing to share information. And if it's and if one person isn't, then just go to the next guy. Like, honestly, like in your you said you went to like 15 different businesses, right? When you were did how many of them were like actually openly like rude to you? You know, like, did that happen at all? Once. Okay. <laughs> once, once you yeah. basically look, you basically looked at me and said, "Yeah, thanks. I don't want to work with anybody." I'm like, "I'm not looking to work with you. I was just looking yeah. to meet people and learn." He's like, "Thanks, we're good." I'm like, gotcha. Cool. Moving on. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One out of one out of fifteen is not bad. Yeah. Really. <laughs> no. And even meeting all those guys, I mean, I don't work with all of them right now. They have their own things, but I mean, no bad blood, no nothing. It's just like. Some guys actually, one of the guys accidentally shut down. I mean, he had to, he had to oh. go. Wow. Um, but um, he, had, he just had some issues or he had a fire on his property, I think he had. So, but I mean, gotcha. people are willing to talk, especially when they're as passionate like Rick. 
holy cow. I mean, you, you it, it really came across how passionate he was about pallets and the industry and everything he was learning. And Corey, thank you for asking him the big question. <laughs> you guys got to listen to the listen to the podcast to find out what it was. But <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, I like but, that. Seriously, I was joking with you the other day, Kyle. We we have to get that man a pallet head hat, like one of those. Yeah, seriously, hats. we've got to make one of those. <laughs> yeah, um, because the guy honestly is just so he's so excited and so animated, and is he he comes across right? And he has such a love for the industry and the history. And you know, people have various levels of stuff like that, but it's great to talk to someone like that because you can feel their excitement when they're getting absolutely, into absolutely, yeah. And that that's the one thing, honestly, like. With with LinkedIn, that's honestly been um, a great place that I've been networking and meeting people. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, <laughs> you'll you'll meet people who have been in the industry for a long time, who have a lot of knowledge. And a lot of times, like you you send them a message, and you're kind of like, "Ooh, corporate!" Like I'm kind of scared. And then all of a sudden, they're like super nice and open, having a conversation with you. And you're like okay, why was I concerned about like reaching out to another human being? You know, like we are on the same level at the end of the day, we're all going to die and there's nothing that we take with us. So it's like, why not just try and reach out and have a conversation? And I wonder how often in this industry specifically, people actually get asked questions. You know, I mean, that's a good I, mean, question. They're, they're, I have encountered a little bit here and there, like, you know, the old, the old you know, the old boys club, um, you know, here and there, but you know, yeah, how many people actually just reach out and go, "Hey, I want to learn," especially with this. Yeah, you, you, I don't think it happens often, to be honest with you. And so, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I would refer to the the Facebook group. You know, like that's where I think that people try to use utilize it as a place to ask questions and things like that, or, or just Facebook in general. Um, but again, it's like it's not always like new questions. You know, it's more like relatable questions like hiring or, or things of that nature. So I, I always try and when people are like reaching out, I think that there's, there's also this, which is just like a kind of a derailment of the conversation, but there's also people who like want things handed to them. And maybe that's where the line gets crossed, you know, where somebody's like, okay, well, like I'm the type of person where it's like, I will give you all the information, but I will not do it for you because I can't. You know, and I think that maybe that's kind of a big difference of people wanting to ask questions versus like just asking for somebody to do something for them. But again, it's I don't know. Every everybody's different. Every situation is different. And I think that like even in your situation, like you still have questions that you come across, I'm assuming. Right. Oh, absolutely. All the time. And that's kind of one of the other reasons why I started making videos. I kind of figured, you know what? If I'm going to go out, if I'm going to either, if I'm going to discover something new or, if I, you know, if I make a video about something I've learned, it's because I had a question and I went out to go figure it out. So then I'll take the time and I'll, I'm gonna, I have a list of things that I'm just going to go out, I'm going to document as I've learned it um, and hopefully it'll be helpful to somebody. Um, but at the same time, there are so many people out there who are operating the business, like people as part of the, you know, the Palo Club Network and others that, who knows, if you ask the, if you ask the question, you know, the question about hiring, the question of putting systems in place, the question on, you know, um, getting creative in marketing, or, you know, whatever it be, there are so many different perspectives. And I mm -hmm. think it has a lot more validity instead of reading about it. If you're actually watching a guy talk about it and go, hey, I did this in my business and, and it works, um, you know, it just it, it kind of hits differently. And, you know, I, I want to go out and have more conversations and, and talk to people and say, but specifically go, hey, how'd you do this? What's been important in your business? What's been a huge mm -hmm. driver? Um, because that all benefits me and, you know, and, and benefits anybody else as well. So, again, it's just that you never know. Every, there's, it's, it's like a hive mind, right? Everybody's got the community yeah. there. Everybody's got their different and people may not even realize that they're an expert in something until you get them talking about it. And then it's like, wow, you just know about know more about this than 90 percent of the other people. <laughs> so let's put that perspective out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get a high from when like, I'll, I'll be sitting down and I'll be having lunch and you know, you'll have a business guy or somebody walk by, Hey, you're Corey, you own the pallet company in town. Why don't you stop by? We got pallets for you to pick up. Cool. You know, you trade business cards and next thing you know, they're a customer. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they know who you are. They know that you're helpful. You know, they may not, 
It may not have ever approached you before, but it's just, you know, that's a great, it's just a great feeling. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like, I feel like I'm beating this, but it's just like, it's just, no, it's yeah, hey, I mean, that's what this is learning because it also, right. You're going to hear the message a couple of times. You want to learn something. You may hear it seven different times. And finally on the eighth time, it's going to click. Right. Yeah. Right. Someone's going to say something a different way. And you know, you've heard that before, but at the end of the day, just because Corey said it a different way, wow, that makes more sense coming from him. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's life changing, you know? And so, you know, I don't know where I was going with that, but you know, no, no, I think. It's easy have to tell people too, you know, because like me, Kyle will be on the phone and I will have random people just pull up and start asking me questions and talking about pallets and stuff like this. And it's like, okay, you know, that I'll refer them to the pallet plug podcast and all that good stuff. But uh, it's just, I love talking about pallets. It drives my wife crazy. But, you know, she's like, do you ever just turn it off? I think I'm it's hard to too, honestly. Like once yeah. you get into it and you kind of get bitten by the bug, like I just, it's it's one of those things too where like not a lot of people know about it. So once you start telling them about it, they're just like, oh, oh, I've seen pallets before. I just didn't know there's a whole entire industry behind them. You know, people just, they're like, they just exist. You know, they're just yeah, there. People they don't know why. Right, exactly. But it's like, once you become one of those people that's involved in the industry, like whether you're in your position and Corey's position or like even with what I'm doing now, it's like I still picked up pallets and would go places and would sell them. And so like I still can speak on that. Definitely not to the level that people have been doing it for years. But at the same time, it's it's fun because people are just like, what? Like, where what is I've never heard of that before. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know there was a whole a business that you could create behind picking these things up or building them yourself. Like, so that to me is why I enjoy it is because it's like, you're telling people about something that it's not necessarily a secret because it's in front of everybody's face, but they just genuinely don't, it doesn't register. They don't think about the fact that like that came from somewhere. They just associate it with packaging they just kind of incorporate it all in one. I feel like where they're like, Oh, well it's necessary or I see things arrive on a pallet. So like, that's just, it's just part of the shipping. It's part of logistics. I don't know how it gets there, but it's there, you know? Right. So that's- well, when you break it down and you tell, you know, you have to sit there and explain to people that everything we touch in a daily, you know, in our daily lives comes on a pallet, has come on a pallet, has come in contact with the pallet from whether it's coming from the manufacturer in China to the store shelf to you know oh i hey i bought it online so you know you go pick it up and at one point in time you know it probably got set on a pallet waiting for you to come pick it up so you know it's i don't know i love pallets that's all i can say i remember the first time i told my wife about it when i was looking at it and you know looking to getting into the industry and it was just, yeah the, we had talked about it and a couple of days later we were in costco I said, babe, look down. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's everywhere. And then, it's just, and then she starts seeing them everywhere. It's like, we've got uh, we've got twin girls who are about to turn seven, and, and they drive around, and when well, they're out there, dad, palace. Nice. <laughs> You've got them trained. <laughs> Once you point it out, they're going to see them everywhere. And yeah, the cool thing is, too, is that, that like, guys, you were talking about, um, I think you had, a, you had an interview with, was it cocoa wood or was it hemp wood? Or, yeah, cocoa. Um, well, both of them. Cocoa the cocoa pallets. Yeah, and then hemp wood. The different ways they make them, the different alternatives, um, you know, the press wood pallets that are out there that, you know, are a little bit of a pain in the butt, but they're it's a good resource. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's crazy what they, it's crazy what they make press wood pallets out wait, of. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. <laughs> but we're, where we, to deteriorate, they're a massive pain, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, IKEA had a product out there at one, at one point, it's still out there actually that, it's little, it's, it's pallet feet basically, but it's not a full pallet, but like for stuff like a, a door, if you're shipping doors, big flat uh-huh. stuff, or if you're shipping, um, you know, big boxes that don't, it's, it's so much cheaper. It's made of plastic. You can recycle it in your own recycling bin. Oh, and if you're banding stuff down you put these things, your feet underneath them like this and it holds the product and it's forkliftable. And you know, it's, 
it's out there. Cardboard pallets, you know, I mean, I haven't messed with yeah. those, but I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, knowing about this stuff, and then when you're talking to a client, you know, I mean, I don't know if we ever get in these conversations with folks, but to be able to try to apply it to their situation, it gives you more background to when you're actually talking with them to go, okay, what fits best for you? You know, sure, as a 4840 is going to work, but now we have this weird situation. Well, I kind of know this thing. You know, hey, you might want to check this out. Let me look into it for you. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I've never heard of those things before. They're little, the plastic things. What were you talking about? It's like, how does... So uh, they're called OptiLedge. Okay. And they were created by Ikea years and years and years ago. And then Ikea sold them off and they switched over to, to like, um, to paper pallets or cardboard pallets, I think, because they wanted to be focused on that but that product is still sold um sold out of texas a distribution center and it's it, it's they're nestable so they're like nestable plastic pallets but they are just the feet and there's a ledge and yeah i could send you guys the information but it's just it's there it's just no one knows about it it's only good it's really there's a learning curve for stuff like that i had i, I managed to sell once you know sell at one time um huh. with a client of mine but and there was an issue we had we had to bring samples we had to work with it because no one they have to wrap their head around it and see it in action but um it's just it, it's great it'll hold the stuff up it's why you can have them three and a half inches high or five inches high for forklift or pallet jack access and hmm. you know sure it's obviously like anybody with a forklift or a pallet jack you've got to be very you, know, you can't beat the heck out of it yeah but yeah it does the job and the best the, the big selling point of that stuff is that it's it's strong. It's recyclable. It also takes up so much less space. You could buy a pallet of those things and stick it in the corner of your warehouse, and it takes up. I mean, like I think about it's like a twenty. It only takes up twenty percent of the space, or less than that, of what a full fifty-three foot trailer would be if you if you put pallets on. Oh wow! And so, but it, it's only good in certain situations. But it's just. It was really when I had that opportunity to, to pitch that to a client and to you know, get the samples and to bring it over. It was just really cool because you, you're learning as you go and you're seeing how it applies to the situation. And then next time you talk to somebody else, it doesn't come up all the time, but you know you might be able to have this solution for them. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But again, it's just learning more as you go and just getting interested in it, like you guys are talking about. It's just there's there's so much in there. It's not just a very boring one note product or industry there are so many yeah. applications yeah yeah absolutely like you were saying like cocoa pallets how they make it out of coconut husk apparently there's banana pallets as well people make um there's, there's uh, also what is there's it? there's bananas which those are out of uh sweden i believe hmm. uh there's a company in brazil that makes pressed wood pallets out of iris stalks out of flowers. flower one, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I remember so, hearing about that one too. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Yeah, I think years so. ago too. I think at some point, somebody attempted to try to make pallets out of recycled cigarettes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it didn't go over very well. It didn't last. I. That's kind of funny. Confusing with another product. I remember coming across something like that and going, "What? Really? You know, yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously the, the metal pallets. Yes. Yeah. Yep crazy expensive and the different variations the military will use different things or um yeah there's we should compile a big fat list of all the different what different kinds of pallets there's a i mean i think it would be pretty cool i i know that like when i was out in um texas i was working with somebody to try and kind of help them build up their pallet business and i uh i went to this like what did they do they they i think it was either they built the parts for these like giant pieces of equipment that worked on like asphalt and they were like city vehicles pretty much um, that would work on like the road, like road department vehicles. Duh. And they were showing me like all the different pallets that they had. And they, they had things that like the, the one of the pieces of wood was just this massive piece of wood. Yeah. They had to use like bolts to hold it all together because of just the equipment that they were shipping on it. They also had, metal pallets like you had just said and i think they were like yeah these are like four hundred dollars a piece i'm just like what and they're like yeah this is this is inventory for us you know like the other pallets they had piled up in the back uh along with like throwing a bunch of them out too 
Um, but just to see all of the different options that they had and the things they had, I went out to the Caterpillar facility as well. And the oh. Caterpillar facility, they had a, a lumber yard like attached to them so they could just make the pallets on site to be able to ship out like the Caterpillar stuff. It was in Seguin. Yeah, Seguin. Yeah. So that was cool too, you know, and just to be able to look around and see what's out there. And just a little side note too, it's like there are still companies that are throwing wood pallets out, by the way. So it's like, you know, there is still very much room for people to come into this industry and serve some sort of purpose, some sort of niche that you can focus on. But that was just my little derailment. I mean, you, you never know what direction it's going to go. To your point with that, there is a, a company, it's a national chain called Craters and Freighters, not affiliated. Um, but I had a client call me once. They wanted a pallet that was going to be able to hold 10,000 pounds. Wow. Okay. Just, you know, we, we were unable to build something like that. And I, I called these guys just to kind of talk with them about it. And they're like, yeah, we built, we built pallets. Like, you know, all the amusement park games, all the stuff that comes into Disney up here in Florida and whatever. We built stuff for shipping that stuff. And wow. Yeah. Full out two by fours, two by, I mean, like, like you're saying for the Caterpillar equipment, that level yeah. of construction and those pallets are not cheap. Um, how shit goes into that? It's yeah. Yeah. That's like, I'm curious, like what go, like, how do they do that? You know, like I know that there's design software out there, but like, does it get to that level? You know, does it get to the different types of materials and things like that's something I've, I've been curious about. I know there's like two different, I think only really two different options out there. Um, so I would be interested in talking to the people that actually like have created those systems and kind of see if that's something that, that exists within those, or is it like they need to have a engineer palette designer on site to be able to, to build things like that as they need it, you know? I always thought it'd be fun to do some sort of video series about like, you know, they used to do a series called, they think they still do called how it's made. And yeah. 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 How, it, how it's shipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe we've got a pallets and stuff and packaging. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, yeah, because uh, if you think about it, it's like they're all like we just talked about all of the different options and variations and use cases would be interesting. I mean, like for for people like us, again, you know, there's people who probably would not want to watch that, but uh, I know that like sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just like go on YouTube and I'll just look up like pallet machinery pallet building whatever just to try and find some sort of like mindless video that is just simply pallets being built you know i don't want any i don't want any instruction any information i just want to like watch how it's made <laughs> you just want a loop a loop of an alien machine going? no no no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah yeah i'll have that instead of like a fish a fish uh, or an aquarium on the tv i just have that running in the background when i have guests over you know, oh yeah, this is this is a pallet design. He's right. <laughs> Did you see? There's one guy in uh, in the Facebook group that got a, a pallet tattooed on his hands. I thought that was pretty. That was commitment right there. I think it was on his hands. It was somewhere. Yeah, I think it was on his forearm. I know. I know a lot of guys will get the nail guns tattooed. Oh, really? oh yeah. Oh, that's a cool one. I kind of like that. Oh. I don't know. I'm a tattoo person, so it's just yeah. cool ideas. But um, but yeah, I I feel like we've we've talked about a lot. Is there anything maybe in particular you you wanted to discuss, Mike, or or is the show coming to an end? Do you think? I think the, ending, the parting thought would be is just that you really, I really believe it's how you show up in your business that's going to make all the difference in the world. It's very easy to be lumped in with everybody else, but from the, you know, some of the stuff you guys have talked before, where it's just the the showing up, the taking care of your appearance, the the business cards, the whether you're you're dressed well, whether you, you communicate well with people, following up with emails on time and calling people and emailing them when you say you're going to do it, um, you know, whether it's a little touch like you have your first order to a client and you're going to show up there and, and meet the client and walk them out and, and make sure that they're happy, you know. Following up after the order the first time out and going, hey, are you okay? Asking for a review. You know, people don't do that. Um, You know, and just really just kind of making sure that you're putting these guys first and checking in. I can't tell you how many times that um, 
like I, I make a point of just you know I'll, I'll when I talk with my clients I'll find out about what their what their tempo is and how quickly they use their palettes and I'll make a note and I'll just send them an email in three weeks or two weeks or whatever there is you know to, in order to remind them and go hey you know uh, you mentioned you guys go through these things every month you know looks like it's going to come out our last order was on this point how about we get some more stuff ready for you oh thank you so much because you would think you know they can wow. put something on their phone and just remind them to buy pallets or yeah. something very very basic. But nobody does. Mm-hmm. But none of this is rocket science. But it's basically the the following up and actually just showing that you care about your clients and you're going to take care of them and you're going to do what you can. And if they mention something in a conversation that they need to get something hauled off or taken care of, or it may not be in your wheelhouse. I think Corey, you talked about that in the haul off video, where it's just like you know you may not do this, you may not need to how to get rid of this, but I'll find a way and. I'll call around and I'll, I'll I'll find a way to solve the problem for you. Right, absolutely. The way you show up with that and everything is going to make the biggest difference in the world. Because again, it's all about people, relationships, and taking care of them. And it's going to come back around and it's going to benefit your business. And I'd say that's about it. Off my soapbox now. I'm- I'd say that was that was very well said. You know, and I think that there's a lot of value in 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 all of what you just said is just to continue to to show up and to prepare like recognize like you're saying that it's not just like wood and nails and it's not just the palette that you're selling like it's more than that it's the customer service it's the you know thinking for your customer it's it's when you show up like be respectful be friendly you know think about the fact that you're you're, pay attention to the certain things that they tell you and they talk about whether it's like we only buy 4840s and so this is the only thing we need or like we have other products but Maybe they've had bad experiences with the other palettes that they've purchased or like you're saying, taking note of how often they might be purchasing. Like, I think that there's a lot of, of value in, in what you just said. And so thank you. I, I appreciate that and, and sharing that with others. And I hope that people who are listening can take away something from this conversation and, and implement it in their own business. Because, again, like we just want to continue to see others be successful and to be willing to to learn and share. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Awesome. Like, well, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'll be sure to include a link to your website and your YouTube channel as well in the description. So feel free to check that out, everybody. But um, yeah, thank you again, Mike. We really appreciate you uh, coming on today and sharing with us. Appreciate you guys having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. No problem. Appreciate it. Take care, everybody.